0: Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Melanie C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Tuesday, April 14, 2014. Today we are reading from the big book, and we are on page 69 at the very bottom, starting with paragraph 4. And today's readers are Reading the 12 Steps, Gail T., Reading the 12 Traditions, Amy W., And reading the text this morning for us will be Larry K., Deb W., and Renata G. The reference number for yesterday, Monday, April 13, 2015, is 7471. 7471. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Gail T. to read the 12 Steps. Good
1: morning, visionaries. This is Gail T. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, that our lives had become unmanageable.
0: Thank you, JLT. T. I will now ask Amy W. to read the 12 Traditions.
2: Good morning, everyone. Amy W., a Compulsive Overeater from California. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise. lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, O Readers Anonymous should remain forever nonprofessional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized. But we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10. O Readers Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, and the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity to be of service. I pass.
0: Thank you, Amy W. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star 1 to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book on page 69, paragraph 4. And I will ask Larry Kay to begin our study this morning.
3: Melanie, thanks so much for your service. Larry Kay, Recovered compulsive Reader from Chicago. God alone can judge our sex situation. Counsel with persons is often desirable, but we let God be the final judge. We realize that some people are as fanatical about sex as others are loose. We avoid hysterical thinking or advice. Suppose, Suppose we fall short of the chosen ideal and stumble. Does this mean we're going to get drunk? Some people tell us so, but this is only a half truth. It depends on us and our motives. If we are sorry for what we have done and have the honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we will be forgiven and will have learned our lesson. If we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we are quite sure to drink. We are not theorizing these are facts out of our experience. And so, um, you know, this, uh, this really drives, drives it home for me when, you know, we're, we're, we're in step four. And, you know, the whole emphasis of step four is to face and be rid of the things in ourselves which have been, you know, blocking us from a power greater than ourselves. And it was that, you know, it was that very power that would provide the bridge to freedom. And, you know, for me, uh, not unlike the the food, we used, you know, I used or misused, you know, my sex life, my intimate life in distorted ways. In other words, you know, perhaps, you know, I was pursuing my sex instinct in, in much, you know, the same way that I was pursuing, you know, the instinct to eat my binge substances, you know, in other words, they were they were not as intended. And, you know, here it gives us a, uh, it gives us a warning, you know, um, that and I like the last line in that second paragraph we we, we read, you know the, the, the last sentence or so, you know, um, if we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we're quite sure to drink. We're not theorizing; they weren't theorizing. They, this was came out of their bitter experience, and this was my experience too, you know. For as long as I remained uh, stuck in old old ways, as long as, long as I was focused on symptoms. Um, the pursuit of my intimate life, my sex life, was uh, in the distorted way in which I pursued that. You know, that was an instinct that was misused. And uh, and for me, you know, it, it wasn't misused in a way that uh, it was it was overused. If anything, it was underused in the sense that I couldn't have, and I'm not just talking about the physical intimacy. That, of course, was true for me. But it was it was the emotional intimacy. I, I simply could not have the depth of relationships that I'm able to have today as the result of, of you know, immersing myself in this practical program of action. And, you know, the, and and even when I came into program, I'll tell you that, you know, just my experience that what they say here is true. Because, you know, what I wanted really, looking back, reflecting back, is I wanted a quick fix. I wanted a band aid, you know, to place over a wound. And uh and I and I kept I, I really did not face the behaviors and the thinking that led to those behaviors. What I focused on was, you know, a quick fix, a quick solution. And you know, did I drink again? Did I pick up the food again? Yes. You know. It was never a slip not for me the slip is accidental it wasn't a slip I continued to harm others I continued to 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 pick up my bin substances to to numb out from those feelings and and I was looking for a technique a therapeutic technique if you will to solve these problems when all the while the big book teaches us that rather than simply focusing on symptoms I needed to drill down to the causes and conditions of my malady. You know, otherwise I'm merely placing a Band-Aid on my wound and that's going to slow down the bleeding a bit. But the, you know, but I I better get treatment for the root cause or I'm going to bleed to death. And if sex was truly my problem, then a new partner would most certainly be my solution or, or perhaps sexual abstinence would be my solution, avoidance. But lack of power was always my problem. And I needed to access a higher power that would shape and mold my ideals. And amazingly, this God, this this higher power helped me to live in alignment with those ideals. And so, you know, wrapping up, I'll share that, you know, today, what that's like is God took me from, you know, the scrap heap of life to a a life better than I could have ever imagined. I I thought that my seemingly complex problem would require a complex solution. But I was wrong, you know what what the what was the prescription in its simplest form trust God, clean house, help others it was it was as simple as that it always was, and with that, I'll pass. thanks.
0: Thank you, Larry Kay. who would like to comment on this paragraph on Kim
4: H-M. um, I,
0: I hear you Matt, and I hear Charles h and I hear Kim. G. Anyone else? Okay, we'll go with those three. I have Charles H first, Matt M, and then Kim G. Good morning, Charles.
5: Good morning, Melanie. See, my name is Charles I'll recovered visionary just today, and good morning to everybody on the line. Um, I just want to put my weight on this line. God alone can judge our sex situation. I just want, I just want to, I just want to lay my hat on that line for a minute. You know, I don't. You know, first of all, rest in peace to all my infidelity. A moment of silence. A moment of silence to my resentments. A moment of silence to all my fears. Right? Like, 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 my God, don't care. You know what I used to do. My God, don't care what type of sex conduct I had. Right? Like, like, it's just amazing. Right? looking back, right, like, at the things I did and how it's affected to me picking up. You know, for example, like, when I when I took side chicks out, yeah, so I'm married today, so, you know, when I took side chicks out, um, we weren't going for no cooked healthy meals. We were going through, dry, you know, and drive, drive-throughs kill more people than drive-bys. I know I'm talking right. So, when I was going out with the side chick, we wasn't having no home-cooked meals. We was going to that place and that place and this place and and just all those things, right? So, you know, every time I picked up an extra woman, I picked up extra value meals. But, you know, (laughs) like, you know, I pay my wife to cook because, you know, I want her to stay home and I want, you know, and she wants to stay home, right? I want to. I want to serve her because I remember when I was serving everything else. Everything else was was more important. Just for today, my wife is more important, right? And she deserves all of me. Well, for, God deserves all of me. And he's pleased when I'm abstinent from all that crazy stuff, right? Like, and and I'm working on things. And those questions, right, those nine questions, was double yet, but today I got a I got a, a a sneaky suspicion, right, that I'm faithful to my wife today, and I'm proud to say that today. Yeah, I know I should be less full of pride. I'll keep coming back, right, but I'm proud that I serve a God that has no limitations, and and, and I'm grateful to be here with my visionary brothers and sisters, and and glory to God. Not past. Thanks for allowing me to share.
0: Thank
4: you, Charles H. Matt M. Hi, Melanie. Thank you for your service. Uh, good morning, visionaries. This is Matt M., a compulsive eater from New Jersey. Um, I'm very grateful. I woke up this morning for the meeting. I just woke up in time. And this paragraph that we read, um, it depends on us and about our motives. I have really never had any good motives at all when I was completely uh, when I completely gave in to my addiction. I was always somebody who wanted was a person of excess. I wanted more, whether it was more food, more company, more sex, more everything. And uh, for me, food, sex, and money all went hand in hand. Um, I was a person who uh, was nice to your face, and then when I got, when I got what I wanted from you, um, I basically didn't want to talk to you anymore. I was the kind of person that put myself in dangerous situations, not just for food, but in dangerous sexual situations because I wanted to have what I wanted, what I wanted it. There's no such thing as moderation. <laughs> That word was a foreign, foreign word to me before that word, when I really wanted to hear it. Um, it's amazing how I don't theorize how I did. I knew that I was a person of extremes. Um, I thank God I never did anything criminal, but the thing is, what's criminal to me is the fact that I, could, I was so stuffing myself with food that I just wanted more and more and more and more. And uh, here, too, these are not easy questions to answer about this particular part of the of but I'm willing to face them today because I want to be free of this. I don't want to feel guilty for who I am anymore. I don't want to feel um, burdened because of my, my, my sexual choices that I made when I was younger. I don't want to feel alone with the weight of it all. And this is why I'm doing this, because I want to be free to be serviced to others. I can't be bogged down by this anymore and expect not to pick up. I can't stall in my step work and expect to be happy, joyous, and free. It doesn't work like that. I can't hold on to this fourth step and expect me um, not, not to eat over it. So with that, I'll pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Matt M. Kim G.
6: Good morning, Melanie. Good morning, all. My name is Kim G. And I'm a recovery compulsive reader from South Jersey. So we're given two ifs here: if we are sorry, and if we're not sorry. So, if we are sorry for what we have done and have the honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we we will be forgiven and have learned our lesson. If we are not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we are sure to be drunk. We are not theorizing. These are the facts of our experience. And back on page 69, it says, in other words, we treat sex as we would any other problem. So I think these two if statements are very true for our resentments and our fears as well. Because we have to remember that the inventory is not just step four because that's what we see on the steps in the wall. The inventory is steps four through nine. So just to give you a sneak peek, we are, we are determining these patterns, these character defects, which are setting us up to make our amends. So they're saying if we are sorry and we make these amends, we will be forgiven and we will continue to learn. If we are not sorry and continue to do the behavior, we're sure to get drunk. So I just wanted to look up in the dictionary the difference between an apology and an amends. Because I always thought step nine was an apology. And I was very good at apologizing. So it says here an apology is to offer an excuse for some fault, failure, or injury. I apologize all the time. And the next day I would do the same exact thing to you. And there's no value. My apologies meant nothing to people. But in amends, the definition for amends is to change for the better, to remove or correct faults reparation or compensation for damage. So they're letting us know here that we have to change, and if we don't change, they're sure to get drunk. And they're not theorizing. So, you know, we often talk about these first 100, and I remember hearing someone say, you know, we don't give enough credit to the people that didn't make it. Because these practical program of action, their practical experience is not just on success, it's on failure. It's on seeing those who did not make it Continue to wrong people and continue to pick up and to die. I think it's so essential for us to understand we have two choices here. We can do this fourth step, go to step five, find out what those character defects, but if we don't continue, make our step eight and nine, and then continue to make amends, continue to live this lifestyle, we are quite sure Drake, we are not theorizing. That is the fact of our experience, and I have to say that's my observation with most people that I talk to who get to 10, 11, and 12. Is they discontinue this way of living, mental twist comes back. They pick up the food, and then they're back in the cycle of a doctor's opinion.
7: And with that, I pass.
0: Thank you, Kim G. Would anyone else like to share on this paragraph this morning?
7: Lisa M. W.
8: Jan G.
0: I got a few here. Looks like Lisa M, Sarah Basta. W, and Jan G. And did I hear? Ah, oh. Okay. Let's, let's go with that. Those four. Okay, thank you. Lisa M, you're up first. Hi, um, my name's Lisa M. She's,
7: Have a good day. And uh, no, let him go, Kevin. Just
6: go, Kevin. Go. Just,
0: just one moment, Lisa. Let me take care of the noise for us <laughs> okay. here. Okay. Okay, you can proceed, thanks Lisa. Okay. um
7: you know i was I'm driving to work and listened to this meeting every day, and there's so many
9: things that I hear
7: that I didn't hear before and that you know makes sense in in my journey um this warning that we you know um about half measures and you know avail us nothing and you know in this part of the fourth step, I mean, I, I get that. It's like, I have to give it all away. I can't just give part of it away, or the ones that I like, or the ones that I'm, you know, not ready to get rid of. You know, I have to be really ready to, to let all this stuff go. And at this point of the fourth step, you know, I'm really getting ready. I'm ready.
5: You know, I'm really getting to
7: see, you know, that my life is full of, darkness, and, you know, and, and I need to, you know, let go of all of it if I'm going to allow the sunlight of the spirit in my life, and, you know, so looking back in the beginning of these steps when it says half measures of it, so it makes perfect sense to me, you know, and I don't know why I never noticed that before, but, and why I never got sore, why I kept picking up. Because of that very reason,
1: and um, so anyway, I
7: just you know it was really good to hear everybody, and um, thank you for everything. And I pass. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Lisa M. Um, Sarah, De- uh, yeah, Sarah W. You're next.
7: Uh, good morning,
10: Melanie. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. My name is Sarah W. Grateful, recovered, compulsive reader from Iowa. Uh, well, it's um, the thoughts that I had was that honesty. Uh, And I think that's a huge part of um, what the whole program is built on. You know, if we look at the first step, uh, you know, our admission that we are a compulsive overeater, you know, looking at our food, understanding the allergy of the body, the obsession of the mind, and then coming to this, you know, here we are in the fourth step. And, you know, I think there's a lot of humility that this takes. And I was thinking about... You know, right actions produce right results. And, you know, we hear on the line many times, all action is born in thought. But I think sometimes our actions can produce better thoughts. Um, I guess, you know, sometimes I need to do things that maybe I don't necessarily really want to do. And with those right behaviors comes better thinking and better better days ahead um you know my disease was always you know I want what I want when I want it and you know today having worked through the steps many times and really believing in this in this design for living what I know is that it's all about growing up And I no longer can behave like the either 2-year-old or the 13-year-old and have a fit and be rebellious or say, I don't want to do it. You know, I do it because it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. It may be the right thing not to do. But I really have to look at that. And I think, you know, we're talking about motives. Um, In all honesty, we know what right and wrong is. You know, I've chosen to do wrong many times when I've known it was wrong. Today I choose not to. And I think I continue to learn. You know, I don't get perfect at this, and I think that's that's the lie, that somehow I should be, you know, always doing perfectly. You know, I, I realize I learn from my mistakes, and sometimes I make mistakes, uh, and I have to make an amend or I have to look at it and really change my behavior uh, do a thorough test step and let somebody else know about it and um, and humble myself. Uh, but that isn't bad. That's just being human. So grateful for the program. And if anybody's out there that's a newcomer, welcome. Welcome to um, to the fold. And uh, we're so glad you're here. And with that, I pass. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Sarah W. Jan G., you're next. Jan G, would you please
8: press star one to unmute your phone? Can you hear? Sorry, this is Jan G from New York. Um, You know, just listening to everybody on the line about this part of step four is bringing my attention to something that I've never really focused on, which is my sex relations and. It brought me to the conclusion and made me face the fact that, you know, i really never, ever had any normal relationships, um, even though I've been married twice and had uh, loads of boyfriends. Um, You know, when you're in the disease, there's really no room to, you know, be intimate with anybody um and along with not, you know, having acceptance of, you know, my body ever or um totally feeling unlovable. So, I mean, this is really something that I'm going to have to really delve into because, you know, when I did engage in sexual situations, some of them were even dangerous. And, you know, and then I've also realized that I've used my sexuality, you know, to control people. And, you know, in a way, I never really developed my relation, uh, my personality. So, um, I'm just beginning to, you know, face this. You know, I've never even looked at this. And so, you know, um, I'm so grateful that I'll be getting to the fourth step and, you know, try to get this straight because um, I, after all these decades, I do want to have a normal relationship, a normal intimate relationship. So with that, I
0: pass. Thank you.
11: Thank you, Danji.
0: Vasa O, it's your turn. Good morning.
11: Good morning, everybody. Thank you, Melanie, for your service. And Vasa O, Recover compulsive reader, calling from Florida. And, you know, and I had been hiding for years and years. I didn't want to face this part it was so scary, so embarrassing. The sex part, it was very, very painful. I was addicted not just to the food. I was addicted to love addiction, too. Wow, that was really painful for me to discover, you know. I was always looking for that love, that attention from other men to be accepted or to be loved. And my husband we've been married for years and years, and i you know and i I was still looking from that from him, and that was not enough and I'd be flirting even when I was married, I would be flirting with other men, whether he recognized it or not, you know he never said anything to me, but you know looking back, I have hurt myself and hurt other people, even though I was not a really. I didn't have a sex sex, you know, but really looking for that love attention. Very painful realization when I did. And um, um, and again, you know, God alone can judge us, uh, sex situation. Uh, you know, I don't think other people recognize it or they knew as much as I, it was the mental obsession that I had in my head. But again, you know, it's really good to look at this stuff, and you know, yeah, it is painful to look at it. How I have hurt other people. If we are sorry for what we have done and have an honest desire to to let God take us to a better things, we believe we will be gi- forgiven and uh, will have learned our lessons. And I have learned my lesson. You know, to make amend ba- to m- make an apology is one thing. But to make amends, is to stop that behavior. And even though I was in the program for ten years, you know, I did still um, had that. But it was getting less and less. I was as I was getting developing a relationship with God. What I really needed, God, in my life more than anything, to fill in the whole the hole that I was experiencing in my heart. You know, a lot of people say, well, you know. We probably didn't have the love, the nurturing as growing up, you know and I did not have that relationship with my dad, you know. and then I started looking outside you know for other men to give me the love and attention. And it was it was a very full, very painful, vicious circle like with the food addiction. But today I don't go there. I don't entertain that thought. Thank you God, it's living amongst my husband. Whether he knows it or not, my mind doesn't go over there. It it it's the developing a relationship, honest relationship with my husband. Thank you for letting me share. And I pass.
0: Thank you, Basha. Oh, and this is Melanie C. I think I would like to share on this paragraph too. I was reading along and listening, and I uh, thought about the fact that here, the first line on the second paragraph. Says that I have written a lot here by answering the questions on the previous page, to have come up with my higher power and myself a a real desire and, and how to behave now in my re- intimate relationships. I have this chosen ideal that I'm going to work from, and and um, so I'm no longer thinking about what I used to do, but what I am now going to be doing. I'm going to replace what I used to do that was you know just not just not lining up correctly in having friendships you know relationships connections with other human beings and more deeply and so that will be the focus of my life and my world here and 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 the caution here that i think that the authors are writing at least for me and my perspective is that is that what happens with this beautiful wonderful you know hp inspired um new ideal for me what's going to happen to melanie if she stumbles you know what if I don't miss I'm, what if I miss the mark I, I did something heinous in regards to all this sort of stuff on my on my more serious line of, of defense in this deal and what's going to happen to me am I going to go back out am I going to relapse am I going to get back into the food and um, some people did tell me so and yet what my experience has been is the half truth part and that is um, what I realized in hindsight is that over a, you know a period of well, at that particular time when I came into recovery, 50, 51 years in, I'm much older than that now, but um, I had practiced a certain way of living for survival, and then that parlayed into something much more heinous and um, and harmful as time went on. And and it didn't die overnight, but it, there was much progress made. And when I was able to consult with my sponsor and, and take a look at things and, and have this ideal before me and working with, with other recovered people, um, we were able to discuss it and, and together really check my motives to see where, you know, I really was at in this particular case, do the work that I needed to do. Maybe there was a process of, of a four through nine to make an amends in that, whatever the work needed to be done that got right back up on my feet in terms of the ideal and the process here, the steps that open up a space for my higher power to transform me. And, and then that was the truth. I no longer had to fear that I was going to pick up again as long as I stayed plugged into the middle of the herd, did the work that was required there, and kept my focus on what I'm doing now. I am doing things differently now, not what I did in the past, not the harm that in or the failure that was there. What have I plugged in to be the things that I'm doing today and keeping really tight with that and keeping it right before other people so that I had checks and balances and accountability in this deal. And with that, I passed. This is Bella, can I share? Hang on one. one, I just want to hang on just one second here, Bella. So I can get everybody um, I know that it sounds like we're really anxious To continue sharing in this way um, But I wanted to make sure That I got an invitation out there Who else would, besides Bella Would like to share on this paragraph Don't Don't Renata Hi Renata Anybody else Donita R I hear Donita Donita Okay great Let's stop with that there, I have Bella G, Renata G, Donita, and Devonta H. Good morning, Bella. Good morning.
12: Thank you very much. Good morning, everybody. My name is Bella G, and I am a thankful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, Melanie, for doing this service, and thank you very much, everybody on the line. And have the honest desire to let God take us to better things. Wow, it's such a freedom. Before the program, yes, I was a people pleaser. I was a good girl, and I wanted to please everybody. So I found myself saying I am sorry and apologizing all the time. But I didn't think, what does it mean? I didn't think that I have to change something in my beliefs, something in my way of thinking. I just say I am sorry and continue my my behavior, and continue the blaming and the judging and, and coming to nowhere, going back to the food again and again. And, and thank you, God. Thank you, God. Now that I am in the program, I learn what means honest. Yes, honest is not to be afraid because today I am not driven by my ego. Today I am connected to Loving and accepting power. Yes, today I accept that I am human, I am limited, and I am doing mistakes, and today I believe and I know that I can or I always have the chance and opportunity to learn new things. Thank you God, thank you God, that today I know to pause, to pause and to say, "Oh Bella, what did you do wrong?" What happens? What is the matter of the doing this wrong? And it's okay. I have the opportunity to change to change my way of thinking. To look at myself and not to try to judge you and to blame you. Today I am honest because I am accepted by God. Today I don't I don't have to prove my existence anymore. Today I am not afraid and scared what people will think about me. Today, I am honest to let God, because God loves me and respect me. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass.
0: Thank you, Bella G. Renata G, your turn. One, Renata?
13: Hi, Melanie. Sorry about that. Good morning, everyone. This is Renata G., Recovered Composal reader in New York. Uh, what it's coming up for me today with this paragraph is, you know, this is a, a, a... The main goal of this program, of this 12 steps, is to effectuate a change in me, right? And so all throughout the, the 4 steps, we... You know, we invited God in. You know, we had the prayers like on in, with the resentments. We had the sick prayer, which will help us have a different outlook about the person that, you know, caused the resentment. Uh, in the fear inventory, we, we, we have the fear prayer that, you know, we ask God to remove the fear and then show us how he would have us be and, uh, and now here, you know, we, we ask God in to mold our ideas about sex. Like, I know in my sex inventory, there were some patterns that were harmful and inconsiderate of others, and they were very clear and became very, very, very clear for me that God's idea for me was to stop those behaviors. You know, and it says, if we are sorry for death, what we have done and have an honest desire to let God take us to better things, we believe we'll be forgiven and we'll have learned our lesson. If we're not sorry and our conduct continues to harm others, we're quite sure to drink. You know, and so if, if I don't change, like with everything else in this program, if I keep on doing the same things I've always done based on my instincts, based on self-will, I'm going to go back into the food because then I'm not trying to live a life based on what God's will is, but, you know, still Renata's way of living. And so, you know, I just see this as a warning that if I don't change and I keep keep doing the same things I've always done, I'm going to get the same results I've always got. That's all I want to share. Thanks.
0: Thank you, Renata G. Donisa R., you're up next.
14: Hi, good morning, everybody. My name is Donica R., and I'm a compulsive overeater. Well, I have 16 days today, and I'm just so very, very grateful for that. Um, and hearing the comments around the room it kind of messes with my conscience because I'm not living the life that God wants me to live. I'm in a in a relationship that the person is unavailable, but I've made this person available to me for almost five years. And it's very, very unhealthy. I want A part of me wants to get out of it, and then the other part of me doesn't want to be alone, fear that I won't find anybody else, um, gave up the food, but now i got to give up the relationship too. Oh, my God, are you guys kidding me? That's what I'm saying to myself, but I know that this is the only way that I'm going to get well the way I need to get well half-measures avail us anything. I thought, okay, as long as God knew that I was trying a little bit, that he still said it's okay, but it's not okay. You know, and it's something I've struggled with. I've been in unhealthy relationships since my teens. It's like it's it's a pattern. It's a pattern, and it lasts a while, and then I move on to the next one. Never giving myself a chance to be with somebody that could love me because sometimes I thought that I'm not worth loving. You know, sometimes I fear that nobody's going to want me, or if they want me, they're going to use me. So I had all these sick thoughts in my head, you know, but as I hear you guys talking and, and reading the the big book, it, it's like it's making sense. It's, I see clarity. Like I can't stay stuck in this because then how am I going to move forward, whatever forward is, whether it's in a relationship or not in a relationship. But what I want more than anything in life is a relationship with God, and that's not what I, I – that's what – I don't have right now. I have difficulty playing, and so it's just a whole bunch of different things going on with me. But thank you so much for sharing so honestly. You know, because it's just making me see me in the mirror. Thank you.
6: I pass.
0: Thank you, Donisha. Santa H.
9: Good morning, visionaries. My name is Santa H. I'm a grateful, recovered compulsive overeater from New Jersey, and thank you, God, and recover for today. And thank you all for your shares today. Uh, this meeting is such a blessing to me. I am so grateful for this program and so grateful for my network and my fellows. Um, I just want to chime in on some things here. Um, some great stuff is already said today. But it says here, suppose we fall short of our chosen ideals and stumble. Well, I I, I had to come to accept that, yeah, I'm gonna, going go to fall and I'm going to make mistakes. And yesterday was a very difficult day for me, but I'm so grateful for this program and the support of my fellows that got me through it. And for me today, is all about getting each, up each day. And, and what I do every night is my, my, 11, my nightly review is that I write down anything that was not wrong that day or any resentments, but it also is about me getting honest with myself and standing in my truth. And I had to write down some things and put it on paper and take it to my higher power, which I did. And then the next morning I, took, I confessed, which is the power of this program, to my 11-step buddy as to, you know, what I need to to be honest about. And then I did what I had to do. And, um, and someone said to me yesterday that was so powerful for me, she said, we do things to the best of our ability according to our willingness. And as I, you know, get more and more in my recovery and, and rely more on my higher power, knowing that, I'm not responsible for the outcome. My job today is to stand in my truth, is to be honest with myself, and just turn everything over to my higher power and say, as long as I'm doing those things, you will take care of the outcome. And that's the beauty of this program, because everything that I'm going through is just going to bring me closer to my higher power. And that's the beauty of of these steps. That's the beauty of, of doing this process here, is that, our character defects are just going to bring us closer to our higher power, and my relationships with other people. What it's doing for me today is allowing me to see the things in myself that I don't want to see, as well as the beauty of, of myself, and knowing that it's okay to make mistakes, it's okay to fall. And we have this program here that tells us by specifically, instructing with, with, the, with good instructions as to what we are to do, and it works. And with that, I pass. Thank you,
0: Santa H. I'd like to move on to the um, second paragraph on page 70, please. Deb W., would you read that for us?
15: Hi, this is Deb W., (coughs) a recovered compulsive eater, uh, Oklahoma. Uh, To sum up about sex, we earnestly pray for the right ideal, for guidance in each questionable situation, for sanity, for the strength to do the right thing. If sex is very troublesome, we'll throw ourselves the harder into helping others. We think of their needs and work for them. This takes us out of ourselves. It quiets the imperious urge when to yield would mean heartache. And uh, I just wanted to to, uh, uh, to talk about the right ideal for guidance in each um, questionable situation. Um, If my ideal is refraining from sex because of religious reasons or previous compulsive behaviors or addictions or waiting for the relationships to grow, uh, not putting my body out there without understanding why I'm doing so, Um, you know, these days, uh, having sex on the first date is common, and the value of the sexual act has drastically decreased since I was young. Uh, The paragraphs remind me of when I was first married, I would initiate sex to ease my husband's mood or to get something I wanted or to present a difficult discussion, manipulating the situation. I knew what I was doing. It worked for a while until it didn't work anymore. He stayed mad. Or what I got because I thought I wanted affected our budget. Um, God's always been concerned with my attitudes, my motives about things. And these sexual behaviors, uh, impulsive sexual behaviors, always block me from a clean relationship with God, a good, clear conscious. You know, my body is connected to my spirit, my mind, and I can't enter a sexual uh, situation without bringing with it all parts of me. I mean, I can't just, you know, set my body out there and think that I'm going to walk away with something you know, without some type of emotional replay, whether it's positive or negative. And this reminds me that we have an inner guide that, you know, directs us just like in any other situations that we deal with. We can pause and listen for the right direction. Uh, At one time I was asleep. I, w- I wasn't awoke, but now I am aware, you know, I am awoke. And, you know, when I do behaviors like that, that damages my spirit, that impulsive action, impulsive behaviors. And uh, now God wants me to uh, to live better, you know. I can never do an action without coming away from it, without a mental replay. And it works against that spirit inside of me. And, and I, I, that's all I wanted to share on this. Thank you. I pass. Thank you, Deb
0: W. Lauren, who would like oh. to comment? Huh? Who would like Lauren to comment F? on what was read? Hi, Lauren. Lauren,
5: anybody
0: F? else? We can take up to three, I think. Hi, just one second, please. we will see if anybody else. Well, oh, it looks like um, it would be you, Lauren. Thanks. Good morning to oh, you. Oh,
16: thank you. Um, what's going on, Vision? I know there's like 300 of
0: you right now.
16: Um, okay, Lauren S. From Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, they recovered compulsive, overeater. Thank you. God this, oh, this is my favorite this is a paragraph after my favorite paragraph. I will make mistakes as a recovered woman woman <clears throat> in my experience. It's more humbling to do so, (laughs) especially when I prattle on about how recovered I am today and then I go out and do some insane action. The spirit in me is all forgiving. And as long as I keep cleaning up my side, helping his kids, and trusting that he's not going anywhere, (laughs) I'm not going to eat over it, and I won't even be propelled into the obsession. Um, maybe the spiritual malady, but I won't be propelled into the obsession. I can, I can stay recovered for the rest of my life if I keep doing the next right thing every day. Which again is cleaning my side, helping his kids, and trust, trusting that this this is really this program works for me. Um, so. With my sexual conduct, I look at it differently than I did when I first went through it. When I first went through it, I looked at it as more of a, like a procreation sense, but now I just look at it as my selfishness in all relationships. So I do my sex conduct inventory on people like my mom and my brother and um, my mentor teacher, who I'm I'm not having a sexual feeling or relationship with in the slightest, but I definitely am selfish and harmful, and I'm not
0: having a good spiritual hair day. (laughs) With that, I'll pass. Thank you, Lauren S. Who else would like to comment on this paragraph? We have room for probably one more share this morning.
17: Hi, my name is Nancy. This is Alice. Hi, Nancy.
0: Mm-hmm. Hi, Nancy. And I did hear Tara and maybe Alice too, but we won't have time this morning at least for the recorded hour. But thank you so much uh, but Nancy would you go ahead, please
17: Hi, good morning visions. I'm Nancy. Ira recover compulsive over either, and I have really gotten so much from the shares this morning that I've heard um this chapter is is uh, uh part of the my design for living that 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 I've been given. And it says to ask for guidance in each questionable situation. And that uh, sentence defines how I uh, try to live my life. And when I do, things work out well uh, in all areas, not just my um, sexual life, but in every decision. You know, the big book tells us upon awakening. That's what we're supposed to do, and here it is uh, reinforced again that I'm to ask God for my high power, for guidance in each situation uh, that presents itself to me. And then if something is troublesome, uh, I'm given some more directions, another set of directions. Throw myself the harder into helping others throw myself the harder into helping others. I'm newly married for I got married uh, very late in life for the first time and um, I, I I know without the help of this program and my wonderful sponsor that I probably would have just said what the heck you know I enjoyed being single why did I do this let me get back to living life at, uh, on my terms but this program has really helped me uh, to be in a relationship. And the, the core of it is like what can how can I be of service? That's what you know, it says if if something's troublesome, start thinking about somebody else. And that's what this program has taught me, to focus on how I can be of service so I can be rid of that stubborn self centeredness that has plagued me all my life. I thank you for letting me share, thank God for all you this anonymous without our pass.
0: Thank you, TR. Thank you for your share, and thank you to everyone who shared today. It's time for us to close, and we will close our meeting with a reading from the big book on page 164, and we'll follow that by the serenity prayer. For Ronata G., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive
13: only. Sure. Thank you, Melanie. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us,